All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Yeah, we'll see, Bob. Like, hey, it's fun, Bob. Don't you find it fun? Oh, I love it. Right in the middle of the day, perfect. <laughs> uh, right, plop at three o'clock. Two o'clock. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you're two o'clock. Yeah. Great. Right. Well, okay. Can't do anything in the morning. Can't do anything in the afternoon. Perfect. <laughs> I spend all day on the show. I built a two-hour show today. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll watch the second half. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right to it because we got lots to talk about. Obviously, Josh Norris. Uh, terrible news and we're still waiting to find out the exact uh cause of the or the extent of the injury but Jacques Martin saying an extended time that does not sound very good for Josh Norris uh Artem Zub is back at least he skated today he should I expect him to play tomorrow Travis Hamannick out now week to week uh and Stutzla and Thomas Shabbat did not skate today but they should play tomorrow so there is the way things are breaking down more, but more and more importantly has yeah. it been confirmed that Rourke Chartier is back? Uh, I have not seen it. 
I don't. There's rumors swirling right now that he's, uh, oh, yeah? he's on, on route. Oh, oh, all right. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that in a sec. He uh, he scored last night. Oh, yeah. So yeah, a little uh, confidence coming up. Yeah, oh, Ridley yeah. Gregg is. Uh, Jacques said Ridley Gregg will move back to the middle, so we'll see how that affects yeah. everything. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, I don't want to waste anymore. He's only got a limited time. Uh, well, I want to welcome into the show Chris Stevenson, otherwise known as CJ, author. Whoa. By the way. Nice you, to see you, you corn uh, Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that beard. That is solid, CJ. Thank you. Oh <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I I miss being around the rink and and Wally Wally can. Uh, speak to this a little bit too but you know I, I used to love being at the rink um to see you guys and we always had the opportunity to hang around the dressing room for a while guys like uh bobby and jason um jason jay spezza all those guys you guys would hang around your stalls after the you know air quotes formal stuff was done and it was always so much fun uh, are we allowed to swear on the show or no? Yes. Do whatever you want. Sitting around and shooting the shit with the boys after. And um, there was always like a good give and take. And you respected those relationships. But when you had those convos, that was when you really found out what was going on, to tell you the mm -hmm. truth. Who Absolutely. was happy playing with who? Who wasn't happy with their ice time? Uh, people wondering why they were forechecking a certain way. It was always so informative. Mm -hmm. And those days are gone, unfortunately. Yes. In and out. Bobby and, would have loved today's game. Yes. The in and out. <laughs> oh, just yeah. Show up. Take your take your um, take your three questions and and uh, say good day or good night <laughs> and <laughs> and be gone. Um, what fun? Yeah, is that? I think I, I think you know, and this might sound like uh, an old guy with a very white beard. Uh, reminiscing about the old days, but I think the game's poorer for it, Wally. Like there's, I there's, I, I feel like there's less of an opportunity now to kind of um, pull back the curtain a little bit and, and tell players uh, stories. Yeah. Um, now That's that, the big that part. said, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you can't, um, it can't, doesn't mean you can't work with a club or with the league or whatever to get some time with a player to do, to do a story. But, you know, so many times um, you found out something interesting from that time in the dressing room when you were just kind of hanging around and and shooting yep. the breeze. And yep, yep. that that doesn't happen too much anymore. And the, and so the best thing in game it, stories, those were the best part. You know, the best yeah. part is when guys would come in and you guys didn't know this, but you know, I'd love it when the guy like Donnie Brandon would come in because that was our time to abuse him. Like, Donnie, <laughs> look at yeah. that suit you got on. Like, really? <laughs> Yeah. At least to say it wasn't Hugo Boss, it was Hobo Boss that Don would wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still looks the same, by the way. Yes, Panzanieri. Alan oh, yeah. Panzanieri would cruise in there, and Mike got see, see like you guys the abuse that poor little guy took. Just those were the good yeah. old days. And and just before we move along, one of those favorite times, uh, Don Brandon in the dress. Well, two two quick ones. Alexi Ashen was not happy with him at one point because uh, Don was ripping him for the, you know, the contract holdouts and yeah. trying to get his parents jobs at the NAC as part of his, his, mm. <laughs> as part of his foundation and all legitimate points of view from Don. Um, and Alexi refusing to speak if Don was within, within earshot. 
So yeah, it's the good old days. Yeah. Oh, Same yeah. with Perry Pern. <laughs> Remember Perry Pern yelling at Don Brennan one day in the locker room? That was a classic. Anyway. You know what? Yeah, you had to do something to get Perry Pern yelling at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Don one, yeah. The, one of the uh, nicest guys there is, right? Exactly. Donnie found uh, a way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there's the also the Eric Carlson where he wanted to talk to Eric Carlson every day and for like 63 yes. days, Eric Carlson didn't speak and he would keep <laughs> writing about it or he keep out anyway. Yeah. yeah. So now uh, Eric was now pissed at Donnie. Anyway, moving on. I hung up uh, for uh, Yorkie. I hung up my, uh, what do you got there? my uh, uh, original Ottawa Senators uh, Jersey sweater, as I would call it signed by the Daigle. And oh, Alexi Ashen. There you go. Nice. Just, nice. just for you. I love it. I love it, CJ. Uh, okay, so we have a rule before we get started. I know I only have you for a few short minutes. Um, this is a hockey podcast. So talk hockey, yes. Golf, no. <laughs> so if by chance you guys veer uh, off the fairway, if you will, like this, uh, yeah. producer Gavin's Gavin... <laughs> Will sound the alarm. You will okay. get one of these. I got a well, I got a very weird text from Brad Fritch today. And just all it said was <laughs> make it a golf chat. And I, I had no clue what he was talking about till I opened up Twitter and saw it. So shout uh, out well, so yeah, I'm repping I'm repping Fritchie right here with the, the red with the rooster. red rooster hat. Yes. Yeah. The golf all, I can, all I can say, boys, the Masters is right around the corner. Like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, so Gavin, <laughs> what did you guys, did you guys think about Taylor Gooch's comments about <laughs> Mac, McElroy and having to have an asterisk if he wins the Masters? Yeah. Wow. Get out of here. Ooh. Beat it. <laughs> Beat it. We'll yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Wally. Take, Wally, get control of your show. All <laughs> right. So uh, yesterday, uh, Steve Steos came out, the GM, and spoke about uh, Vladimir Tarasenko and Jacob Chikrin, among things, also reaffirming that uh, we're not trading uh, Brady Kachuk anytime soon. Um, and so we commented on it in the show. And then, CJ, you came out with a tweet in our show and said, uh, based on what Steos has said about being in the market for a veteran leadership, he should do, be doing everything he can to sign Tarasenko, not trade him, because he will be right back out into the marketplace trying to sign a player like Tarasenko. So do you think then the Ottawa Senators should be keeping Vladimir Tarasenko? Uh, short answer, yes. I, I think at the very least right now, they should be having, you know, substantive talks about what he's looking for as a free agent, whether he is indeed happy being here. And all indications seem to be that he has enjoyed his time in Ottawa. But, I feel like the way uh, Seos has categorized uh, and characterized the type of players that he's going to be looking for, that talking to people around the team, that Tarasenko is exactly the kind of guy that they would be out there beating the bushes for. Mm -hmm. Now, could what's you know, big key? What's he what's he looking for, and what's the term? And my feeling is always, if you can re-sign your own guy, you're probably going to get a little bit better deal than being out in the free agent marketplace where you're competing with all the other teams. Because mm -hmm. right now all you're competing with is what Tarasenko thinks about the senators, thinks about where they're headed and thinking about his role. You know what happens in, in free agency. You always wind up giving too much money and too much term. Yeah, and true. I think right now they've got this exclusive window to be negotiating with Tarasenko to see what, what uh, you know, if there's a, a, a mutual like on each side, I've liked Tarasenko's 
season this year. I think he's I think he's been really good. And everything I hear about the way that he's um, carried himself and the way he's helped the kids, particularly on the bench, he's one of those. You know, you talked about um, the Senators this year, kind of losing control at certain times during a game, and everybody blames it on immaturity and they can't stem the other team's uh, pushback. Well, from what I've heard, Tarasenko has been one of those voices of reason on the bench, calming people down and telling them what to do. So I feel like if, and I get it, if you, if you feel like you want to get the assets, but I'll have my opinion on the assets in a minute. Um, he seems to me to be exactly the kind of guy that you would be out in free agency trying to sign. Okay. And you've yeah. got him now. So why okay. not make every move that you can right now to see if you can get him to stay? Here, I only have one argument to this, CJ. He's not taking a pay cut. People seem to think he's going to sign for $3 million in Ottawa. I can't fathom oh, no, this for the life no, of me. No, no. So are you going to pay? And by the way, thank goodness that we can't sign him to eight-year contracts like the previous regime. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a little dig, eh? Get it in there. Is, are you going to sign him to a three-year, five or more million-dollar deal? And I think that becomes the issue of how much money are you going to give Vladimir Tarasenko? That's that's the question. So what you know? What's your number? What what's your number as as a general manager that that um, makes sense to you for Tarasenko? And if you're doing your due diligence at this time, uh, maybe you're not using cap friendly, but you're going on there and you're looking to see who the potential free <laughs> agents are this summer, and what is that another dig? They're going to cost you. So, <laughs> I love a guy like Sprong. Hey, I thought that was a great signing by Detroit. He's he's going to be he's going to be a free agent. He's making two something now. Do you not think that out in free agency after what he's done for the Wings this year that he's going to be in that four million ballpark? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. I, I'm just so all I'm saying is I people seem to think he's going to take less than five million, and I don't believe he is going to sign anywhere for less than five million. And the other argument is, does he want to sit around for three years? and hope to maybe be on a competitive hockey team. All yeah. fair comments. And, and that's why I'm sure those, those conversations are going on. Yeah. Those conversations are going on right now. My thing would be your number's 5 million. That's what he's making this year. So a contending, a contending team, which we know three quarters of the league is capped out. Yeah. Is a contending team going to be able to make room for Tarasenko at, at 5 million for three years. Mm. I'm not sure that they can. Ottawa mm. might be in the most advantageous position to keep them at that number, but I completely understand people saying, well, let's, let's, let's move on. But yeah. it, it seems to me, and I'm basing this only on what Stales has said mm -hmm. about his priority for the off season. And that's to get, veteran leadership and everything I've heard about Tarasenko and the senators is he is giving them that. So you've, yeah. you've got what you need. It's at least worth, I think long, deep and detailed conversations yeah. to see if you can, you can find a way that, that makes sense for both sides to keep them around. What do you think you're going to get if you trade him at the trade deadline after 10 have only went for a second. <laughs> yeah. round you're not getting a first and a no name prospect. Really? Yeah. Maybe, to be a, de a decent um, defensive defenseman, and can all use those guys, Yorkie. But yeah, for sure, you're not getting a first round pick for Tarasenko. Yeah, I think I think people, uh, people are arguing that oh, the cupboard's bare. They need to rebuild their asset base. 
Not now. Right. You're going yeah. right now is to make the playoffs. Yeah. It's not sure. you're trying to retool your yeah. team now and, yeah. and jettison a bunch of guys who can help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think though, if you if you look where the Ottawa Senators are as a team right now, are they a good hockey team? I think we can all agree I they're not I very saw, I saw you talking about that in in, in the replies. Yeah. Do you think on, you think they're good? On, on X. And my reply was, it's so hard to evaluate this team. And I'm interested what you guys as ex-players think. Yeah. Um, I think, so I think... I'm, I'm less interested in Wally's opinion. But, um, <laughs> Here, the goal here's the thing. Has uh... been such, the goaltending has been such an issue. How can you really evaluate this? Tarasenko is not the reason why they are in these standings. People are like, you got to change no. the bodies out here because look at them. They're still in your last place. I think you said that, Yorkie. Yeah, Mike yeah. is. It's so hard to evaluate where they are because the goaltending's been so inconsistent for this team for the last few years. It's very true. To- to- totally, totally agree on the goaltending. It's well, we've been saying that since Jesus' season started. It's it's been terrible. But yeah. if I think the if you listen to the Ottawa Senators talk, they'll always say we're a good team. We're a good team. Well, you're not a good team. You're and part of the reason is the goaltending. But if you watch the Senators play. They're not hard to play against. So if I'm a defenseman and I'm lined up against the Ottawa Senators forwards, and I always do it before a shift, I would see who's on the ice against me. The only guy that I'm really taking account for, I know Brady Kachuk's going to come hard on the forecheck, and I know Matthew Joseph can pressure him with, with speed. Besides that, I really believe Ottawa's got too much of the same thing. So how yeah, many, I, I, I like don't when, I don't disagree with that. I mean, so Ridley Gregg's going to if he if yeah, Ridley yeah. Gregg's got a chance to make your life miserable, he's yeah, going to yeah. do it. He I, can do I it, think I, yeah. I watch. Can I? I watch a ton of the the uh, Belleville Senators, and I, I really think uh, a Stapchuk is going to help them change uh, mm-hmm. that mix as yeah. well. So yeah. I, I so, do think that within the system that there is um, some grit coming that will change. Um, the, the way that they play, I, I, I don't dispute what you're saying, uh, Jason. Yeah. They, their bottom six, their bottom six needs to be, um, it needs to be more productive. Um, and it, and it needs to be uh, more of the types of players that a coach trusts putting out there in the last minute of, of a period trying to protect a lead or the last minute of a game. And right now they, they don't have that. So, and that's why I think that's where you need to go after some veterans um, might be a little bit cheaper because they are going to be um, fourth line guys. Um, but I, I think that should be the area of the focus in the off season. Those character, char- some character veterans, maybe a slightly overpay, but you're not talking $5 million to, to bolster that bottom six and do just what you're talking about, Jason, make them a tougher team to play against. Same for the blue line. Yeah. They got so the I softest at- blue line in the league. Yeah, mm-hmm. very soft. But I look. Who's I afraid don't look, of going in front of the Ottawa net? <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Wally's been all over that. But the thing, I look. I don't look at a team as bottom six. I look more top nine. Ottawa's top yep. nine is not hard enough. So, and I love. Yep. I I agree with everybody at Tarasenko. He's had a really good year. But how many offensive players do you need in your top nine? You've got Batherson. You've got Pinto. You've got Giroux. You've got Stutzel. You've got Kachuk. The narrative that Tarasenko's a thirty-goal scorer—well, he's not anymore. No, he's, he's a not. Tw- no. He's a twenty. He's a twenty-goal scorer that doesn't yeah. block shots. He has a good plus-minus, but he loses coverage a lot in his own zone. But he's a good, dependable veteran. 
but is he hard to play against? Not really. He's hard on the puck. He's good with the puck. He makes smart plays. But if Ottawa wants to take the next step, they need another forward or two in their top nine. And this is what I believe Steos is going to look after, a veteran player that's hard to play against. Not necessarily a bottom six, but more of a guy you can move up and down your lineup. That's why, like, when we watch Joseph play, guys, that's why he looks so good. Because he's got speed. He, he yeah. forces. He makes turnovers. Vlad doesn't play that style. So for me, to give him, because you're going to have to overpay to keep him, to overpay to get Vlad to stay here, I, I just don't think it makes sense where Ottawa is right now. And what's, that's no offense what's to Vlad. What's OJ? What do you think? I think any, jeez, oh, it's just tough. Even if you keep him, because even if you keep him, you have to play him a lot because Vlad playing in a role where he's not going to be on the ice a lot is going to be useless. And then again, that's more guys of the same that are on the ice that don't make it hard on the other team's blue line. I can tell you from experience, when you play against a team that doesn't make it hard on you as a defenseman, it's pretty easy to play against. And that, to me, coupled with the goaltending, is Ottawa's not built properly. And by keeping, like, you look at why uh, Pierre signed Tarasenko, because it's a shiny object. Hey, look, here's a shiny object. Let's get him. Let's bring him in. Same but with Chikrin. Was that really the right move? Not really. Like, imagine if imagine if Pinto didn't get the... What would they have done? And look how well he's playing right now, not having him in. And we saw what it did, but nothing against Vlad. I just think it's it's not the right fit. What do you think, Bob? Well, that's, well, you, you, that's know what it, you know what would have happened if but they then, hadn't... I agree with you, though, because then we'd both be wrong. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he's been a pleasant surprise and, For and sure. it, I'm, I'm going almost um, base, basing this almost all on what Steos has said about what he's looking for in the marketplace. And I yeah. think, I think um, Tarasenko's wound up being a pleasant surprise in terms of what he brought to this team in, in being a, um, a, a steady voice and a veteran yeah. presence for this yeah. team and sure. and if they wanted to move on from them i have no problem with that but i still think you're going to wind up if it's the free agent route that you go being in the marketplace you're going to wind up overpaying for whoever you bring in and it's going to be the same kind of the same kind of argument that that's you know unfortunately yeah. where they find themselves yeah. right now it's just they're just they're the easiest the easiest the easiest thing to do when you want to make changes, especially when you're a bad hockey team, Ottawa's not a good hockey team. They're second to last. You don't sign your unrestricted free agents because they're the easiest thing to change. That's just historically how I've seen it. I was, I remember, I was on a bad team that missed that, that lost in the first round as a UFA. You're not getting re-signed. You're easy yeah. to change. Yeah, I agree. You know what would have happened too if Pinto doesn't go through what he went through. And they're forcing a, they're forcing a way to get him back in the lineup. They would have pulled the trigger on trading Matthew Joseph when everybody was calling for him to be gone. Remember that? And, and thank God it didn't happen, right? He, he wound he, up. My my opinion, he's wound up being their most consistent forward. Mm -hmm. this I agree. The entire season. I agree. Season. I agree. Next that's, to Drew. That's Next to Drew. That's what it would have come down yes, to. That's but, fair. Yeah. 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 For me, I, the way I look at it, like I I got a lot of respect for Tarasenko. Uh, I think he's got. I, I think he's been a very pleasant surprise to agree with you, CJ. Uh, I think that when they're looking at the fabric of the team and what they want going forward, I, I think they have a different vision in mind for what they're looking for from their veterans. 
and I think That's it fair. fits more the mold that Yorkie talks about being harder to play against. And then you have a lot of guys that can score 20 goals there. Um, assuming, you know, Josh Norris, we might have to talk about whether his career yeah. is in jeopardy if it's yeah. another shoulder injury. But when you look at the fabric of the team, I just don't think he's part of what they envision the long-term future being. And I think he's a great stopgap for a year, as in next year. I would love to see him back on on a on a deal that makes sense for both sides. But I wouldn't be going more than year to year with him. And I don't think that's what a player at his age wants. He wants a little bit more security. So it's going to be interesting to see how it folds out. But I would I would veer towards keeping him for one year if the dollar was right. Yeah, I yeah. just want to go beyond that. I do I'm, that. I'm, I'm I'm just really intrigued to see if he's still going to be here after what is it a, a week from a week March from tomorrow? Eight, yeah, yeah. So what do you guys yeah. say? But CJ, you say second rounder if they trade him. What do you What do you guys think? I think so. Like yeah. you know, everybody was talking about how valuable Tenev was going to be and how everybody would be falling all, all over each other to sign him up. You know, a right shot, uh, gritty, um, shot blocking, tough to play against defenseman. All those guys. You know, one of those guys that you guys are talking about. Um, the type of guy yeah. the send need and for him to go for a second round draft pick and a, I'm, I talked to a couple of pro scouts, a, a middling, a, a middling prospect. I, I yeah. was surprised that it was yeah, me too. that little, frankly, especially after what, what, what Winnipeg gave up for Monaghan, right? Like, right. Like Montreal got a first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think he catches you. I, yeah. I think they'd like to do a roster move. I think they'd like to bring in somebody that, fits what they're looking to do long-term. So that's going to be interesting, but they don't need to restock the cover. Like everybody seems to think because you have your core and they're all locked up for six years. Like you're not, you, you need your young guys to play on the salary cap at 1.9 or whatever their salary cap oh, shakes out yep. to be. You have yep. to have some players, but there's, those are only first round picks, right? Your second and third round picks are going to usually take three to four years to give you some seasoning and all that kind of stuff. So it's not a retool. I would love to see them make a hockey deal to bring somebody in that plays more of the mold of a Matthew Joseph, that style um, player to really help them. So I don't think he's here. I think he gets traded, um, but that's just me. I think that, I think that somebody, somebody on the, on the, in the last 24 hours comes to them and has a deal in, in hand that, uh, that blows them away enough to make the trade. But Vlad's got full say too. So if he doesn't like the situation, yes. he just yeah, says, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. People forget that. Yeah. It's, he's in control. Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, you know, going back to the types of, of um, relationships that um, I spoke about off the top of the show, I, I'd love to know what Tarasenko is thinking, even just off the record. Like maybe he's made up his mind. He doesn't. He's going to be a UFA. Yeah. And you know, he's he, maybe he's told him that already. Don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. We and have no clue. His hand, and he has to be traded. So I, I'm I'm intrigued to see um, what the scuttlebutt going to be. And um, what things are going to sound like heading into uh, heading into next Friday, and see what the uh, the insiders have to uh, have to offer in terms of the amount of chatter and the amount of uh, noise that there might be around around Tarasenko. I, you know, from the senator standpoint, to me, that's the most intriguing most intriguing thing going into the trade deadline. If he if he here's the thing, if he says and decides not to waive his no trade clause, then he's basically saying. I will take less because he's not going to play in the playoffs. Like if he mm -hmm. wants, if he's going to want to make more money, he's going to want to get traded because there's, he's going to bet on himself to go to somewhere yes. and, yeah. and showcase himself in the playoffs. So that's, that's a pretty good answer. If he stays, he's yeah. going to want to, cause he's not going to get more because you know, it's, a, it's another year older and out of the playoffs. Yeah. So 
Yeah. That'll be very interesting to see. All right, CJ, before you go, uh, do you think Jacob I got a, I got a few. I can stay a little bit longer, but only if we're going to finish oh. up on some golf. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, do you have – Gavin, I'm totally they mentioned golf. Thank you. Thank you. There's no golf talk on the show. Um, uh, Jacob Chikrin. By the way, Steve Steyos commenting that not overly happy to see the reports out that the Senators have looked at moving him, if you will. Uh, but they, they have to look at everything, right? So do you think Jacob Chikrin is here on March 9th? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes because I think they're going to get some really interesting offers to contemplate because uh, right now he's at a pretty good price, right? What is he? Yep. Four and a half. Yeah. You're going yeah, like to get two, two runs at the playoffs with him uh, because of that contract. So I, I think they're going to get some really, um, I think they're going to get some really attractive offers for him. If I'm the senators, I say hang on to them because that's going to keep your options open going into the summer. Because I, 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 do you guys not think that the way the team is constructed right now, that that left side needs one big change and that that yes. would be our Kronor Shabbat? You're keeping Sanderson. Clevin mm-hmm. yeah. on the way, who does, who does give you something different in, in your mix. And uh, I watched that game Saturday night when they played uh, Syracuse. I was so impressed with Clevin. The way, um, oh, yeah. oh, not just the physical presence, but the way he moved the puck. Like he was, he was up on his toes through the neutral zone, making plays. Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought he's come. Uh, like I said, I watched most of their games. He's come a long way. So um, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Clevin can be um, part of the answer at the NHL level. Um, but I, 
I, I think they keep I think they keep Chikrin unless they get a you know blow your doors off offer. I think they keep them just to keep their options open during the summer because I think during the summer it's either going to be Chikrin or or Shabbat. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I say it's. I think Thomas Shabbat has shown uh, now playing last minutes. I think he's a little more confident that he is perhaps the better of the two. Also, can we just uh, we have to do what, this all what the time? Don't you like this? About- isn't a this isn't a personal thing about Jacob Chikrin. I think it's easier to move Jacob Chikrin than it possibly is to move Thomas Shabbat. That's and fair. that's all because of contract and paying $10 million as opposed to four, six and Chikrin's got one more year left. Like there's a number of reasons why it just looks good and easier mm-hmm. perhaps to move Jacob Chikrin and better your organization for it. I like him as a player without question. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. you have to make a move. And I think that that's the easier of the two. And I really like Thomas Shabbat. Yorkie, do you, do you think Shabbat's play has improved since shock took over behind the bench? hundred percent. I think yeah, Thomas, Thomas has played much better. He's, he's playing with a ton of confidence. Uh, his, I, we talked about this the other day, his puck retrievals and his ability to skate it out of the zone and make a good first pass or skate it. I think he's been Ottawa's best defenseman at that as of late, even, be, even better than Sanderson and Sanderson has been really good. Uh, yeah. But I think if it's it's been kind of a tale of two seasons. I thought Chikrin was the better defenseman at the start. Shabbat was injured, missed time, but now I think the way Shabbat's playing and Chikrin, it, it's uh, Shabbat's the better defenseman right now. He, he's, there's no denying yeah. that. There's no denying that. He's uh, such, and I still, he's such not, a beautiful skater. Like he's beautiful yeah. skater. One of, yeah, one of the best skaters in the league. And, and I yeah. would, I would, I would, I would like to see them them give him more latitude to mm-hmm. use that skating. As you said, Yorkie, I, I still sometimes, I, I feel like he um, he double clutches too often when he's under yep. pressure in terms of yeah, moving the sometimes. puck. I'd love to see him get the green light just to to use he, that skating. And, and if I was somebody, somebody, that way. somebody tweeted this at me yesterday. I didn't realize this, that D- Dylan DeMello is a UFA this summer. He, he's not that old. <laughs> there, there's a guy I'd be throwing some money at this summer. Man, you you get him to come back and you put him on the right side with Tom and Shabbat and you got yeah. another pairing of Sanderson and Sanderson Zub. Sanderson and Zub. That's a pretty darn good top four with a nice mix of everything. And then you can got- you just get me a player who will hit somebody for a change, please, for the love of God. <laughs> well, that's what Clevin's coming. Clevin's yeah. coming. Clevin's okay, so coming. he's gonna play 14 minutes a night on a third pairing. Can we get one of somebody up front in the top four to hit somebody? Just to make life a little more miserable. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask the question. That- like, you mean, oh, wait, CJ, when you used to play media hockey, you would, you <laughs> oh, would remember, CJ. me in the back like crazy. I want one of you to be on the top four. That's all yeah. I want. Yeah. Well, how many, stick, how many, stick stick on like that in the league, not many. Yeah. Not many. Well, he doesn't know. really isn't. <laughs> Truba is like, to me, it's at the top of the list, the guy that'll yeah. take it off. Watch, yeah. watch yeah. the, watch the bestie, the biggest and, arguably best defenseman over the last 10 years has been Victor Hedman. He doesn't go out there and crush guys. It's just stick on puck body position. When you have all, okay. when you have the puck all the time, you don't have to play like a donkey. Okay, they just move them then. Then have somebody move them. But Eric Brandstrom's not moving anybody no, in like front that, of the net. That's totally, that's totally right. No, that's all. I, I just want somebody no. to make life a little difficult. Do you Brandstrom, not think Victor Hedman yeah. just, Makes life a little more difficult when he's leaning on you at six five or for whatever. Sure, it is. For sure, but it's Absolutely. just 
Yeah. I, like, I didn't mean cross check them in the neck. I just want at, somebody to move somebody. That's all. Yeah. Or yeah. just yeah. CJ, by the way, it should be pointed out. I almost a year ago today, if you consider it's a leap year, Jacob Chikrin yeah. traded to the Ottawa Senators. It was March 1st. Mm. Uh, he was acquired. And since then, uh, he's second in points, I think, first in goals. Um, he's also got four power play goals, which is more than the other two defensemen combined on the blue line and power play goals. Like he's done a lot of stuff. So I, I think he's been a very good acquisition. I just don't think he's the right fit, but a is year it, ago today, it, if you it's, it's so interesting to me. And, and I've, I've learned over my, uh, my few years uh, covering the league and talking to a lot of coaches and a lot of players that you, you don't really know exactly what a player is all about until he's a teammate or he's a guy who plays for you. And you, you, Coaches tend, I think players, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, players tend to to focus on the positive attributes of teammates and what they bring to the team. Coaches tend to, to focus on the negative. Once they get to know a guy and they coach him every night and they figure out where they can play him and where they can't play him and in what situations and with who. And watching Chikrin uh, night after night, I have to say that I've been a little bit disappointed with the overall package um the offense in there and that's what we always you know um watching him he's in arizona i mean i I have to admit i don't watch a lot of coyotes games over the years (laughs) Um, when you talk about that physical part the guy's a specimen like i i thought he was going to come in here and give them like a little bit of jam but there's been like almost none if there's one aspect of of Chickering's game that's that's disappointed me it's been that i i and and wally you made me think of it when you said like just that presence in front of the net yes. and when there's just i'm getting your hand in somebody's face or you know just giving having a little bit more of a physical presence i i thought and maybe wrongly on on my part i thought Chickren was going to bring more of that and and i've been a little bit disappointed that he hasn't been more of a physical presence but again probably more on me than him for just not mm. uh knowing his game well enough before he got here. Well, I thought he ate baby goats, so I don't know why he's not <laughs> flashing people well, in the throat. The thing, the thing, the thing is Ottawa's got, Ottawa's got three power play quarterbacks to play the left side. You got three yeah. of them. Cause Same they all, yeah, yeah. Like Sa- Sanderson's probably their most physical D when you, when you really want to be honest and just cause he, Rubs guys out. He angles guys off. He doesn't hit hard, but he's Zub physical. Zub is subtly, Zub is subtly good at yeah, that. Like similar to Sanderson, guys and just yeah, making them run out a racetrack. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to. It's really tough though in today's game to run at guys and hit them hard because before you could put your if you you could kind of like put your arm out, get your stick. You can't do that anymore. So it's really right. it's really difficult to do the stuff Truba does uh, when you when you it's you have to time it so much because if you miss you're getting walked. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's it with, yeah. I like Jacob. So how do they change like- the mix? How do, how do they change the mix? I love your idea about DeMello. He was, he was the perfect fit with, I thought yeah. Shabbat, some of the best hockey he ever played when DeMello was his partner. Yeah. Bob brought that up. Bob, Bob, like- Bob brought that up a little while ago that, that they were partners when Thomas had one of his best seasons. Yeah. And that's yeah. just because you've got a steady Eddie it's going to be there. It's kind of like when, when Meth played with Carlson. You know he's going to be there. Yep. Yep. Just, that, that works. Yeah. He was suddenly, um, 
and, and Craig would have been able to tell you this. I mean, what a, a social media superstar, right? For yep. the team, Mello I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and which, which, you know, is not a reason why you want a guy around, but it's a nice bonus that, that he was, was uh, a, a guy that, that uh, did so many great uh, videos and everything else with Craig and helped give the senator some, some positive personality. And he wa- the thing that kills me, he wanted to stay. Yeah, he loved it. Dorian after, never talked to him. No. After his time in um, in San Jose, where I think he was a healthy scratch for like half the season because they couldn't put him on waivers. They knew that they would lose him. So he sat around as the seventh guy. And then, you know, finally Ottawa, and give Pierre credit. I mean, they managed to, to work him loose in the trade. And... He, he just came into his own here in Ottawa. And I think mm-hmm. he had a soft spot for Ottawa because mm-hmm. of that, that, you know, this was the franchise that gave him, that gave him his opportunity going back again, to what we were talking about at the top of the show. I had many, many conversations with him uh, in the time leading up to the trade deadline that year and whether he wanted to stay. And the answer was an emphatic, yes, I would like to stay here. And he wasn't even looking for that much money. And he's mm-hmm. gone to Winnipeg and helped Winnipeg be one of the best blue lines oh, they're okay. they're in the league. <laughs> so you need uh, they might be the best in the league. Anyway. Yeah. So you need you need Winnipeg to get bounced in the first round. And then who's tight with DeMello on the team still, Bob? Anybody? You need to make a few calls. Shabbat must be. Shabbat, yeah. Yeah. Get Shabbat on the horn and make some calls. Hey, we're going we're gonna to get yeah. you here, buddy. Hang tight. Uh, we should start that campaign. Absolutely. That should be their... That should be their number one target on, oh. on the blue. I think Bob, that's a great idea. Bob, if you look around the league, is is there, is there a more perfect fit than that guy for what? No, no. You know, Melo is Yeah, I played with him. Great, great, great person. Great room person. Uh, glue guy, and and he brings exactly what settles Chabby down and frees Chabby up at the same time. Um, I I loved being on the ice with him because you knew he was just going to see the first pass and make it. And there was there nothing go. fancy. There was just yeah. blue collar mm-hmm. defenseman. Like he's a perfect fit. I would love to see him back in a sweater. Love predictable, it. Predictable, right, Bobby? I mean, that, that's oh, what you want with a bunch of your teammates is just be predictable. I know yeah. what you're going to do in that situation so I can react accordingly. Exactly. Well, exactly. How, how, how frustrating is it, Bob, when you're a forward and – we heard one of the centers. There was a hot mic on the ice uh, a couple weeks ago, and they said, "Move the fucking puck!" Because yep. sometimes the center's deal. <laughs> yeah. When you're a talented yep. guy, you're going to double clutch. You're going to hold it. But I don't know, Bob. When you're the forward, you want that puck fast, and you want it on time. You don't want D to D to D to D to D. You want yeah. fucking you're give just, it to me. Just, and you're letting everybody set up, and then you're actually putting forward. Yeah especially the wingers in bad positions. Cause you're going to get the puck on a wall with a guy within three feet of you. And you're like, what do you want me to do? But flip this into the zone. Right. So yeah, Mello is deep. Like if Mello, if Mello sees a quick up opportunity, he's going right there. If not, he slides up D to D and says, I'm going to give it to somebody that makes more money than me. And I'm going to hang out back here. Oh. <laughs> and, and the other and thing I like perfect. about this game, Bobby, like if, if there wasn't something there, he'd eat the puck. Like he would just yeah. take it to the wall and hold it at the wall until yep. help came. Yep. But he was not just going to move the puck for the sake of moving it. If nothing was there, I'm going to take it to the wall and I'm going to keep it in my skates until there's yep. a better option. Yeah, he's very there you go. Player. So there you go. Do you want to give $4 million to Tarasenko or a different veteran in DeMello? I've, I've already no, retired okay. DeMello's jersey based on this conversation. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> hey, he's good in the uh, room. 
York, oh, sorry, York. I, <laughs> so CJ, I don't know if you've got to go, but I, I got to move on to some other topics. You're free to stay. I'll stay. I got okay, good. I don't know. Unless you want to give me the food. I've got like another, no. I don't know, 10 minutes. Okay, stay, good. Though. So you'll enjoy, well, you'll enjoy this because we got, okay, we're going to get to the arty party. Golf um, oh. oh, I wish we could, but I uh, can't. Too busy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, as we know, today's did you know? Because it's February 29th. So I looked up some February 29th stuff. So Wendy's is letting you win real food uh, with your fantasy teams this year and daily face-off. For those of you who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of team-building skills. Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of defeat along with some fresh, never-frozen Canadian beef. Go to dailyfaceoff.com, click on the Wendy's Survivor icon in the top right and sign up to play wendy's daily face-off survivor pool to win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich from wendy's and the wendy's app all right here we go february 29th i looked it up the Ottawa senators are two and oh on this date uh the first game was a 5-3 win at boston jason york in the lineup three shots on goal he was a plus three uh marion hosted with two goals colin forbes scored i believe his last goal as an ottawa senator or one of his last in that game uh sorry his first goal of the season was that game, and then the next night he scored his last goal as an Ottawa Senator. He was gone the next season. Also, February 29, 2020, was the Artie party. Artem Anisimov scores two goals, including the shootout winner, uh, or I should say plus the shootout winner, as a 4-3 win over Detroit. Bobby Ryan, 20 minutes in that game. Minus one, however, uh, four shots on goal. Scott Sabrin, his last goal in the National Hockey League in that game. Hmm. Um, do you guys remember the Artie party, Bob? Not really, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. No, I don't remember any of the goals from the game. I don't remember. I mean, I'm usually pretty good about that, but no, I don't. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> well, it's most okay. it's most memorable moment with the Senators, unfortunately, <laughs> and that he was a forward was when he had yeah. all the goaltending equipment on. He was ready to go in the dressing room. Oh, I almost beauty. got that picture. You guys remember that? Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. He was. I, I love, love that guy. Right. I love your arty party practice stories about uh, another day off, eh? Yeah. <laughs> he would do absolutely everything he could not to go on the ice. We just go out there, we tap it around, we get off. Okay. All right, buddy. <laughs> he hated dumping the puck. He would never dump the puck. He's like, why do I do this? Why? Why we dump every time? <laughs> like, I don't know, Artie. He's like, oh, Bush League, Bush League. <laughs> I should uh, should point out, Yorkie, you actually co- were the color guy for the – uh, last game uh, in for the Detroit game. So, in fact, oh, you yeah. were involved in both February 29th games for the Ottawa Senators. Nice. Um, I covered the arty party. Nice. Finally, uh, Bobby, you also played in another February 29th game as a member of the Anaheim Ducks 2020 uh, against the Buffalo Sabres and things at the end got out of hand. 2010, maybe not 2020. Is this oh, where we... 2020. in the middle. No, that's the worm. So just off the face-off, Patrick Coletta. Then you come oh. in with the little, yeah, the little shots to Patrick Coletta. Oh. You started a Donnybrook at the end of the game. I I could not stand to watch Coletta play hockey. He's such a loser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> such a loser. I don't really Do remember, remember this? this. I remember. I just I, like it's way back. Caspiz is on the ice, and he yeah. Sheldon Brookbank is fighting with. Uh, uh, it's not Coletta. It's uh, Tyler Myers. Myers. It's, Tyler Myers. it's yeah, 2012. I, I, I do vaguely remember this now. I got a couple shots in and then was like, <laughs> and then broke up. you end up being restrained at this. And then all of a sudden you're on the ice 
<laughs> me and the ref. Yeah. Yeah. See, did you trip on something? I th yeah, I, I actually I do remember that. I remember going down and I was like, hey, what are we doing? <laughs> because everything else was happening over there. And the ref's like, I'm taking you right the F out of here. I was like, oh, okay, all right. But like yeah. even Timu's in the mix there. Oh, Love yeah, it. What's he, he doing in there? In Saku. Yeah. Saku, Saku uh, if Saku's fired up, somebody really pissed him off. And it's Coletta for sure. He was such a weasel. Oh, so but, but the long tradition of Sabres shit disturbers. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but he no. was he was he was dangerous, guys. Like he would target guys when they weren't looking. He'd try and hurt guys. Like I yes, remember watching yeah. him. Like it yes. was bad. Yeah. So yeah. if you go back to this video at the start, you will see Coletta. So up in the top corner, there's the the hit there. at the end. Yep. And if you get the ISO, uh, he he's Is slashing or swinging a stick at Sheldon at, Brookbank. Yeah. And so that's I think what started all yeah. the kind of nonsense. But Bob at two and ten in that game. I don't know. Yeah, but what's incredible is he would never fight. Like, right? Yeah. The worst kind of rat. Yeah. 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 Like, you have a 30 goal scorer trying to fight you and your gloves don't come off there. <laughs> like, let's give, give me a break, right? <laughs> two, 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 most two most dangerous players that I ever watched and played against, Coletta and Matt Cook. Two of the same. Mm. Yeah. Dangerous, dangerous players. Um. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about before, right? Predictability on the ice. Like, if you know a guy's going to be hitting you, fine. Like you said, Yorkie, you always got to you always got to know who's on the ice with you. Oh, but it's those guys people. who are those guys who go over the line, and, and you yeah. can't yep. predict what crazy thing Sean might Avery. happen is when it gets dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean Donovan's probably one of the nicest guys I know in hockey, and he hated Matt Cook, wanted to kill him. <laughs> there's a lot of it, there's a yeah, I, guess line, right? I don't yeah, know where remember. I don't know where Dono is in the line but it's a long yeah one. it's a long one <laughs> yeah, good point. so all right I got uh do you are you staying for lock of the day I will stay for lock of the day all right so let me get through some quick business here before we get fired uh this yeah. show proudly delivered by DoorDash uh, got everything you need even at the last minute just choose what you want from where you want with Double Dash on DoorDash, you can order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees. So everyone can get what they want or need for a limited time. Our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code NATION25. That's 25% off up to a $10 value with zero delivery fees in your first order when you download the DoorDash app. In the App Store, enter code NATION25. Uh, offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply. Also, by BEI. I'm going to go right through it, Bob. Uh, Bonisher Excavating Inc., helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. In fact, I talked to the owner the other day, and he's like, what is that you say about my show, about my company? I'm like, it's helping to shape the Ottawa Valley, Mark. Um, equipment rentals, aggregate and topsoil sales, customs, crushing and screening, uh, hot mix paving, concrete formwork, all the stuff you need. Just call them, uh, BonisherExcavating.com, 613-432-1120. Also by our favorite uh, guest of the day, our second, I guess, would be today, is Douglas Mattress. Uh, name Canada's best mattress on Canadian living. Unrivaled comfort and feel. Uh, get a delivery in one to four business days. Loved by more than 200,000 Canadians. Over five, 10,000 five-star reviews. Experience their risk-free 365-night risk-free trial. Don't like it? Just get a full refund. Every mattress comes with a $650 value of one luxurious cotton sheet set, two memory foam pillows and pillow protectors, and a mattress protector. Go order today at douglas.ca slash CIH. All right. Lock of the day. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes are in town. Now, depending on how tonight goes against the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Arizona Coyotes are 0-11-2 in their last 13 games. Ooh, so they're due. That is, 
That's oh well, okay. <laughs> so um Ottawa, by the way, not very favor very well against Arizona. Three and seven in the last 10 games against them, but they're six, two, and two in their last 10 at home. Sanderson, by the way, has points in all three of the games he's played, two assists in each of the three games he's played in his career against um the Arizona Coyotes, Clayton Keller's 500th career game. Oh, actually, sorry, that'll be tonight. Uh so I mean, you know what, CJ? I'll let you decide how to start this. Who do you think is going to win the game tomorrow night? Ottawa's coming off of two stinkers, eh? Mm-hmm. And if if they've they've shown that they they kind of don't let these streaks go on, and I I am really surprised to see uh, this Coyotes team under Andre Tourigny, who I think is a hell of a coach. Yep. To to be mired in this kind of uh, in this kind of run. I, I, I think the Ottawa senators are going to win this one. It's a lock. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. But so CJ, gonna, should gonna... I remind you, they don't have any goaltending. Well, they do, but it's last in the league in save percentage. Their two goaltenders, by the way, we didn't get to this earlier are ranked. Uh, I have it somewhere. 50 out of the 51 goalies who have played 20 games or more. Anton Forsberg is 46, and Jonas Corpusello is 48th in save percentage. Ooh. And that doesn't often happen with me. But if you want to get and – and that's why all these discussions about are they a good team, um, what tweaks do you need to make, how good is the blue line really, like so much of it's undermined by the fact that the goaltending has been so bad. And I thought – you know, Forsberg had what during that four-game stretch, Forsberg got his save percentage up around nine twenty-five. But personally, I thought it was more the team playing better in front of him. I think about that Dallas, which yep. only slightly tongue-in-cheek, I said was their best game in six years. Um, <laughs> they only gave up fifteen shots. They blocked twenty-five. You know, against the top team, a legit Stanley Cup contender. Yeah. And you know, but then the goaltending, the goaltending sags again, and uh, there's so many storylines. Like, what's the most intriguing storyline we've talked about? You know, what do you do with Tarasenko at the trade deadline? I think is is the uh, is the uh, most timely thing to be talking about. But after that, it's for me, it's the blue line, and what do you do about the goaltending? You can't buy. Yeah, you can't buy Corpusalo out, can you? No. You can take a four-year, eight-year hit. No. No. Wow. So, hope and pray. Uh, hope don't and forget. Pray. So tomorrow's March first, which would be the one-year anniversary of Jacob Chicken, which happens to be him playing his former team. I think there's a lot of money on the board, so I'm going with the Ottawa Senators. All right, Jacob Chikrin to pick up a point. I am going with the exact opposite of what Jason York does because I got to start getting a gap here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're Uh, not going to like Bob. You're not going to like it. Uh, Oh, Ottawa's at home. Like they've got a great home record. They're dog shit on the road. I'm I'm taking Ottawa. I don't care how bad the goalies are. Arizona (laughs) is red rotten right now. I'm taking Ottawa. Especially after uh-huh. those two stinkers, they just they just set a franchise record of not getting a shot in the third period. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's no way they're not be ready to play this game. I'm taking Ottawa. I got now, some injuries, yeah, and I'm taking the Yotes. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, now, Yorkie, you're the you're the king of of shots on goal. I was really uh, disappointed to see that you only had whatever it was three in that game on February 29th. What an off night yeah. for you. Um, <laughs> so you're you're playing for a team. Yeah. That is in the third period. Don't have a shot. That's you know it's not not good for the team pride. Would you have not just like found a way to like loft one in there just so that you could say that you had a shot and avoid everybody talking the next day about the first time in team history you didn't have a shot on goal in a period? Would, would something have, not just loft one at the net? I don't think they had the puck much in that period to even do that. Like Nashville was, wow. but yeah, for sure you, you you throw you waste one from center or whatever. But yeah, Nothing, that's, something. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was a clinic by both teams that was put on. Yeah, it was. It certainly was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I got to right. I'm. I'm betting on a team that's zero and thirteen in their last. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna that's why I went it. first. So you're law, saying they're due. Love, love averages is coming into play here. Yeah, they're gonna lose by five, but I mean, everybody's gonna end up with pizza at the fifth goal or fourth goal, whatever it is. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's why I took I took Ottawa against Nashville, and you guys both took Nashville. So How'd that I don't remember there? you guys going. Oh, that's a bad idea, Wally. So you're, you're gonna have yeah. to live with that, Bob. All okay, right, I, I gotta go. So here's yeah. here's my last shots. So on do I. Story. Let's go. <laughs> I, I remember I remember going to cover a uh, New Jersey Toronto Maple Leafs playoff game in New Jersey at the old rink. And I remember the Toronto Maple Leafs shots on goal in that game. That It was, you know, the Devils being the Devils back then. Toronto Maple Leafs shot three in the first, two in the second, one in the third. That's uh, I think I was there for that. For the night, were you? Oh, yeah. Six yeah. goal, six shots on goal. Wow. I think my lead on my story was something like three, two, one, out. <laughs> that's pretty good thanks oh, i had one every now and then wally yeah that's usually, pretty good. By, usually by people like you walking by me in the press box and saying hey this is what you should write and you're like well i always enjoyed uh reading your stuff so i might have i'm just trying to see if i can find this game quickly um well there it is uh may 8th 2000 uh new jersey won three nothing i yeah, those were good Devils that. teams. Those were the Patrick Eliash fought Darcy Tucker in that game. So, anyway, uh, Marty Bordeaux against Curtis Joseph. There you go. Uh, all right, CJ, thank you. Uh, we appreciate. Hey, it. I know you stayed longer than uh, we told you. you I did, so I uh, enjoyed it, and uh, take, don't take so long to uh, ask me back next time. I will. See you oh, next cool. week. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> on. Yeah. All right. Uh, I had to, I, like. I had a whole bunch of other stuff, but I will. We've had a long week, and so I will. Uh, I will acquiesce to you, Bob. And uh, the only the only thing I just want to wrap up because we didn't touch on it is Josh Norris and how he must be dealing with stuff. Oh right yeah, now. yeah, tough. Yeah, tough. I sent him a text and just got back a thank you, and then obviously, um, never going to ask a player because I'm on yeah. the other side of things now. But just said I hope you're healing up, and he said thank you. So he's I doesn't give you much into his feelings but he's probably it's probably not too excited right now and it's a shame because yeah. it's it's uh i've been down the injury front but not nothing like that right this, it's a different beast with a shoulder and, and the amount of time it could take so 
uh, wish him well. It's it sucks. I I really hope it's it's just a it's not a retear and it's not a surgery thing, but it's something that he can rehab and strengthen and mm-hmm. um, and get some more reps before the end of this year. But if it's going to be a while, I would I would I would assume they're just going to shut him down. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I talked to a bunch of kind of experts in the field today with injuries and that kind of stuff, and they said, man, hopefully. It's a broken collarbone, which was I was told, because that's best case scenario. Because the way he went in, because they said, "You re-injure that shoulder, man, oh man, that's that is like, yeah, don't even want to think about it. Just the hell it takes to rehab something like that." So, fingers crossed for Josh Norris, um, yeah, that it's not uh, a re-injury, but uh, yeah, yeah, but that's uh, that would it would be tough, like. You would think though that they it was repaired the right way this time and and he took because he took so much time that that it's not that. But man, it's all signs just didn't look good. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, he was uh I feel for him. But Bob, just a, a note that since you are on the other side now, we would appreciate if you would ask for full x rays and stuff. Okay. Okay. You could get uh, that for us. Yeah. No. <laughs> I need to try and work you into the media side more. Uh, all right. Go move your furniture in. Um, oh, by yeah. the way, go vote at Faces. If we win the award, Bobby's buying everybody a house. So um, that'll be good, too. <laughs> That's a, yeah. I want a plaque for the, there I want a plaque for my office. I will yeah. bring down, I will, perp- I will uh, fly down a plaque by myself. Love it, Bob. We're both gonna get we're both gonna get award plaques. uh, Winner, best sports podcast, the Brent Wallace Show. (laughs) Employee of the month for the Brent Wallace Show. Even Chris Stevenson said, "Hey, Wally, it's uh, good to be on your show." (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't notice that, but I did tell him that to say that. Yes, I caught it. All right, boys. uh, See you on Monday. I appreciate it. Thanks for the warning. Have a great weekend, guys. (laughs) See you guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.